Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. My name is Pastor Matt McClory. I'm so glad you could take the time to listen to this message. This morning, he's come all the way down to be in church this morning, and uh, we're so excited to have him. You know, he's spoken into my life, he's encouraged me and Jill as we've planted Colonial, as we stepped into ministry. He's always been an amazing source of encouragement for us. And so I just love that now he's going to also be a source of encouragement in our church. Isn't that cool? Isn't it amazing the way God works? And so it's amazing what God is doing through Hillsong, New York City. He's been working for Pastor Carl Lentz for years and years now. And Josh is now part of a team that's extending from Hillsong, New York and going into Boston. And so they're they're a part of an amazing team that's going out to Boston now. They're going to launch Hillsong Boston, which is coming up. And and, and Josh and Leona, his amazing wife, uh, is going to be part of that team and helping to set that up. God is going to blow up Boston for Jesus. Come on. And uh, so it's really cool and we're just so excited. So would you stand with me? We're going to honor the Word of God and honor Josh. Can we give a big, warm, colonial welcome to Pastor Josh as he comes to bring the Word of Thank you, thank you. You can take a seat. It is so good to be here. Uh, St. Augustine, I am very grateful to have escaped uh, the New York winter, uh, which feels like an eternal winter, um, just to to be here and I'm not freezing. I can feel my face. It's just great. Um, I I love your pastors, Pastor Matt and Jill, uh, a family uh, to me. We we lived in the same, not in the same house, that'd be a little bit weird, uh, the same apartment building in Williamsburg, Brooklyn for a while, uh, endured a New York winter together, and that just binds you together for life. So we got family. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, can we please give it up for your pastors, Matt I love your heart for the city, and man, it's good. Good to see what God is doing here. Early days, Sunday services. We're at the armory. There's cannons outside. I mean, I feel safe, and uh, I'm excited to preach. Um, I have a four-year-old daughter. Her name is Lila Rose. And I think I have, I brought up one photo. Can we throw that photo up there if we have it? That's my little girl, Lila Rose. She's four, going on 14. Uh, she woke up January 1st, 2018, started to dance, and has not, has not stopped dancing. And uh, it's, it's, it's okay. However, we were uh, at the mall the other day. And we were in the Adidas store, and there was a pole, and she started dancing on the pole. I'm like, Lila, get away from the pole. Step away from the pole. She's full, okay? Like, I've got to do my best, you know? Um, That's my little girl. She's crazy. I think she loves Jesus. I'm not 100% sure. She prays to baby Jesus. Uh, She thinks Jesus is still a baby. Prays to baby Jesus and Santa. And so she's, she's on a journey. But I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be here, and uh, I believe in these next few moments that, that God's going to encourage us, God's going to speak to us, and I pray that you would uh, lean in and be ready for, for God to do something in your life. I feel great about 2018, and I, I don't know if I, I just kind of am excited for all that's to come, but I really believe what God has started to do at Colonial Church over this last little while, the last couple of years of the building and paving the way, I believe 2018 is going to be a breakthrough year for this church, and I believe there's another service coming pretty soon, and God's going to continue to grow and expand your team, and the team is phenomenal, worship was amazing, can we give it up for the worship team, everybody, amazing, 
God's doing good things. It's a good time to be alive. If you have your Bible, I want you to go with me to Colossians chapter 3. And I'm just going to read two verses. Then I'm, I'm going to pray and we are going to dive right into this. Amazing. I don't have a countdown clock, so we're just going to preach. We're going to have some fun. We're going to do church. Okay. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, 1 and 2, in the message paraphrase, I love what it says here. If you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorb with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from His perspective. Would you pray with me? Jesus, I thank you that we can be in your house this morning. God, I pray that you would help me to clearly communicate this message, that God, you would bring it to life in our hearts, that we would leave this place different from the way that we came in. God, I thank you for this amazing church, this amazing city, amazing team. God, continue to do what you do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could even ask, think, or imagine. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. If you're looking for a title, if you are taking notes, um, which I would encourage you to do, uh, Bible College taught me that you need a certain amount of notes in order to get you to heaven, and so you just want to take a whole bunch of notes, especially when Pastor Matt is preaching, a whole bunch of notes, extra credit. Uh, but if you're taking notes, the title of this message is, is Let's Get Serious. Let's Get Serious. Can you just look at someone and say, Let, Let's Get Serious? Kids look back and say, hey, look, that's kind of weird. I don't really know you all that well. Uh, just, I'm trying to listen. Uh, let's, let's get serious. Have you, ever, have you ever made like one of those serious, like life-changing decisions that lasts about five minutes? Like, like hey, look, I, look we, we need to talk. Um, I, I don't know how else to say this, but I just, I, I can't get you out of my mind. And it's just gone too long. Too, too long, and I, I just not healthy anymore, and we spend way too much time together, and it's always late at night after work on my couch watching Netflix, and it's just not healthy, and so, look, I, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to end this, no, don't look at me like that, don't, don't look at me like that, I, I can't have you in my life, and I know, I know we're good together, we're great together, but this is just, it, it's not healthy anymore, like, my connect group doesn't even know about us, like, I, I just, I, I can't, I, I can't do this, and, and, okay, maybe just a few more. Just, okay, just one more. Okay, just, all right, just to say goodbye. All right, just, uh, I'll keep these for later. I'm just not sharing. Um, but, but seriously, have you, ever, have you ever made a decision to, like, change something or adapt something or embrace something into your life that you just didn't follow through on? I, I think we've all been there, not because we're weak, but because we are human. And we're not superhuman, we're, we're human. And, and sometimes, as humans, we, we make decisions to change certain things, but we don't have the, the internal resilience and resolve to follow through on those decisions. And if I'm honest with you, some of the serious decisions I've made in my life to change certain areas of my life, I, I just haven't been all that serious about actually changing them. Like 2018, this is it. This is my year. 2018, I'm getting in shape. I'm getting fit. 2018, eat clean, get lean. 2018, I'm going to actually use my gym membership. And this is going to be my year. The only problem is uh, eat clean, get lean. That's been the mantra. Um, 
It was an interesting year. 2013 started off January 1st and I was living in Williamsburg, Brooklyn and I got with a few friends and we decided that 2013 was going to be out here. We got inspired to keep each other accountable and we were going to get in shape and I mean this was going to be out here. We were going to have a beach body by June and uh, Psalm 133 says where there's unity, God commands blessing and we were unified in this and so God was going to bless our beach bodies and so we started off, my friend had a, a roof deck, he bought the, the Sean T. Insanity uh, Beach Body DVDs, and we set up the TV out there on the deck, and we, we started strong, okay? And it had the countdown, and when it got down to zero, like, I'm like sweating, I'm like, that was a great workout, and then Sean T's like, okay, that was just the warm-up, now the real workout is about to start. I'm like, Sean, you're killing me! And I, I, I lasted a couple weeks, couple weeks, and then I was like, guys, I'm sorry, but I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm tapping out. Like, I'm, I'm done, okay? Like, I, I can't do, I don't care all that much, all right? I don't care enough about this beach body. I'm apologizing to Sean T on the DVD. I'm like, I'm sorry, Sean, but I, I, don't, I don't need to look like you. I'm happy with who I am, who God's created me to be. I'm not going to give up the M&Ms or the Nutella or the donuts, pizzas and hot dogs. Like, I just, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with who God's created me to, to be. Um, but I was serious about my intentions, like I, I was. But, but that's the thing about intentions, like, like great intentions don't bring change. And great intentions don't build healthy marriages. Great intentions don't build healthy homes and, and healthy lives. And, and I don't know about you, but I do not want 2018 to be marked by great intentions. I don't want my life to be marked by, by great intentions. Well, I, I intended to be a good friend. No, I want to be a, a good friend. Well, I intended to make a difference. No, I want to I make a difference. I intended to honor my word. No, I want to honor my word. I want to honor my calling. I, I want to honor God. So someone said, Let, let's get serious. Let's get serious, but, but not too serious. Got to find that balance because have you ever met someone who's just too serious? All the time, always serious, Mr. Serious, they're allergic to fun. And like they just they just never smile, never, never laugh. Like you're like, hey, let's go watch that that movie, that comedy, it's gonna be really funny. No, I don't I don't do comedies. It's like, what do you mean you don't do comedy? I just don't I don't do comedies. Everybody photo, get in, everyone smile. Friends like so, okay, we'll take one more photo. Okay, I, I need you to smile. Just always serious. Like, why so serious? You know, like Oh, that person, this is almost worse than that, that person who, who is never, never serious. Like, everything is a joke. Like, like again, everything is a joke. Like, you can be watching some, like, heart-wrenching scene in a movie, and everybody's, like, crying around you, and that one friend who finds, like, something funny about it, and they're, like, laughing, and you're like, do you even have a soul? You know, like, like what's wrong with you? Or, or that relationship, that relationship that just gets, just gets too serious, too soon. 
Like, like maybe you're, you're on a first date, and uh, it's, a, it's a lunch date, midweek, okay, less pressure. And you meet up at, at Chipotle, because it's kind of in between your work and, and, and her work. And you, you meet there, and you order your food, and you find a table, which is a miracle at lunchtime at Chipotle. And you, you, you sit down to eat, and then all of a sudden, she starts asking you all these serious questions. Like, she's like, okay, cool, so uh, um, how, many, how many kids do you want to have? And uh, where do you see yourself in, in 10 years? And, uh, okay, would you be willing to sacrifice your career so your girl one day could, could pursue her career? And it's just getting, like, so serious. And you're like, hey, hold up. Like, it's a first date. You know, like, I'm just trying to eat this burrito and get back to work before I get fired. And it's just too, too serious. I have some single friends in their 30s and 40s, and they tell me, though, they got no time to waste. They, like, sit down for a 15-minute lunch, not Chipotle, Subway, the line's shorter. And they're like, cool, so, okay, you love Jesus? Great, what church you go to? Awesome, Cologne. Okay, cool. Um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Okay, great. You just got to get everything sorted out. You just got no time to it. We, we got to get serious about the decisions that we make in life, but, but not too serious. You see, when you take yourself too seriously in life, you actually suffocate the spontaneity you need to build a healthy relationship. When you take yourself too seriously, you suffocate the spontaneity, the fun that is required to build a healthy relationship in life. And I want to be able to laugh at myself more in 2018. I want to be okay with not having everything planned out and everything figured out. I want to be okay with having more fun. I, I want to be okay about not taking myself too seriously, but at the same time, and this is where we got to find that balance because I know there's certain things I need to get serious about. I'm a dad. I've got to be serious about being a great dad, a great husband, a great friend. I've got to get serious about uh, providing for my family, serious about not living on autopilot in my marriage and in my life. I've got to get serious about my relationship with Jesus. How about you? What is it that you need to get serious about in 2018? Maybe it's time you get serious about your health or serious about your calling. Maybe it's time you get serious about that relationship or, or that dream that you've kind of put on the shelf for too long. Maybe later today or this week, like take some time and think about it. 2018, start of another year. God, what is it that I need to get serious about this year? You got to take the time. You got to write some things down. No one's going to give you the time. Your boss is not going to be like, hey, I want you to take the next four hours and just think about your life and just plan out where you want to be and how you want to live. No, no, you got to take that time to prioritize the things that you need to get serious about in life. I think it's interesting that Paul starts Colossians 3 with, so if you're serious. So if you're serious. The only reason he would start like that is because. Obviously, there were some people who, who weren't serious. Maybe people who had great intentions, but didn't have that internal grit to live the way God was calling them to live. Paul says, so if you, you're serious. I think that's the challenge, if you're serious. Uh, are we serious? Am I serious? How, how serious? How serious are we about changing the areas of our lives that, that we need to change? My senior pastor, Brian Houston, says this, that we are saved by grace, but changed by choice. And that's so true. We're saved by the grace of God, but we are changed by choice. We've actually got to choose to change. And yes, when, when you made a decision to follow Jesus and you began that relationship with him, maybe recently, maybe decades ago, when you made that decision, you were changed. 
we got to get serious about changing still. Because I don't know about you, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. And if you're perfect, can you please show us your angel wings and fly on out of here? Because that would be really cool to watch. But no, we got to get serious about changing still and, 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 and learning and growing and becoming more and more like Jesus, more and more like the person he's created us to be. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Let's get serious about the right pursuit. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Let's, let's get serious about the right pursuit. You ever look back on life and thought, God, if only you had have told me back then how things were going to work out. Like, God, if, if we could just rewind 10 years, God, if 10 years ago you could have told me what career I'd be in, uh, who I'd end up marrying, if you could just have answered these questions for me way back then, it just would have saved me a whole lot of time and a whole lot of anxious prayers and a whole lot of money, God. I don't know if you've ever had a conversation with God like that. Like, God, if you could have just told me back then who I'd, who I'd end up with, you know? So I know for me... Um, I, I went on a few little multiple pursuits in my single days. When I was 18, there was this, this one girl who I liked, and it was around Valentine's Day, and my friends and I had this idea to do what we called a drive-by Valentine, where super late on the 13th, we would set up like flowers and, and, and gifts and chocolates and, and a, a card. Uh, the only problem was her dad worked the night shift, so I'm setting up this Valentine's Day thing for this girl I liked, and it was about 1 a.m. in the morning, he opens the door holding a baseball bat, thinking I'm breaking into his house. And I just turn around and run, and her dad starts chasing me up the street, starts pursuing me with this baseball bat. And I thought, that's it, the pursuit is over. Like, her dad's crazy, I'm not gonna date that girl, like, he's gonna kill me one day. And so that's it, the pursuit was over. When I was 20, uh, in Bible college, there was this girl that I was interested in, and we went out to dinner. She was a little older than I was. I was 20, she was 26. As we're eating dinner, I realized she's way more intelligent than I am. Like, she was so smart. And we just weren't connecting on any level. Like, she's talking about politics, and I'm talking about Will Smith movies, you know? Like, we just... She's talking about the economy, and I'm talking about Men in Black 1 and 2 and why they needed to be a number 3. Like, we just weren't connecting. So that, that, that pursuit ended right there. When I was 21, one year later, in Bible college, took this other girl out, dinner and a movie, kept it lighthearted. We saw a comedy, this old school comedy uh, with Adam Sandler called Click. I don't know if you've seen it, but it starts off really funny. Hilarious. About halfway through, it clicks into this like emotional, roller coaster, soul searching, depressing movie. And I'm an emotional guy, and I'm okay with that. Don't judge me, I'm comfortable with, with who I am. But I'm watching this movie, and I start to get it, it gets me, you know? Like, I'm a, I'm a feeler, I, I felt the emotion. And I started to get a little bit emotional, and there were a few little tears, and this girl looks at me, and she's like, are you crying? In click? So the pursuit was over. Right there, that was it. First and last day, it, it, it ended. But you know, truthfully, it took me a few years to realize that I'd been on the wrong pursuit. <laughs> I'd been on the wrong pursuit, and this goes beyond relationships, it could be your pursuit of success for success sake, it could be your pursuit of knowledge for knowledge sake, your pursuit of money 
for money's sake, your, your pursuit of fame for fame's sake. And I've learned this when there's no eternal cause attached to your pursuit, that pursuit begins to chip away at your identity. But when there's no eternal cause attached to your pursuit, that pursuit begins to chip away, eat away at your identity, eat away at who you've been created to be. I got caught up in the wrong pursuit. And if you're like, what's the wrong pursuit? Well, the wrong pursuit is anything that gets in the way of the right pursuit. And the right pursuit is your relationship with Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. We pray it bless you greatly. Please visit us at www.colonialchurch.life for more.